Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that just loves a ride of hair. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? It's just so luscious and powerful. You just gotta have it, you know? You have I'll take to have any it. hair, though. <laughs> As someone know, right? with no hair, any color, <laughs> any style... I would, you know it. what, if somebody was like, hey, I got this red hair, I'd be like, can I wear it though? And then, yeah, I'd take it. Yeah, if someone was like, hey, do you want this purple mullet? I'd be like, cool. I need to get some hair though, Brandon, because I have some ideas for some TikToks that I don't want to say anything more because I don't want anybody to steal my ideas. Shh. No. <laughs> the world is just waiting to I know. take everything. Here's the thing though, like, <laughs> I have my little office and stuff, but I'm... Even, like, doing the podcast, like, my wife and son are in the other room, and I'm like, oh, man, it's so embarrassing, even though people listen all the time. Uh, but to make, like, TikToks and just, like, redo what I have envisioned in my mind over and over again, I would sound like a fucking crazy person. Like, people that make, like, TikToks and YouTube shorts and stuff, they probably look so fucking crazy until they get it right and they're happy with it. Yeah. Damn. They look crazy <laughs> after they're done, too, but I think you need to be crazy <laughs> to succeed in that space. It's a tough space to break into, but gosh darn it, uh, someday. You're just someday. crazy enough to make it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I just got to make sure I don't offend anybody because I don't want to offend. <laughs> uh, anyway, Brandon, it's been a little while since we talked because I couldn't record last week. I had a really busy week. I went to Chicago for uh, you know for work, and then I had some things going on last weekend. How you been? How how you been? You trifling old bitch. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've been good. I'm awesome. not sick right now, so what? bonus. Mark that on the calendar. We need to hurry up and record like 10 podcasts in a row before I get sick again. <laughs> I kind of like it when you're sick. It always reminds me of that episode of <laughs> uh, Prom Queen where you were like, just oh. right away, but dead zoo drew or whatever. It was so funny. You're, you're hilarious. Yeah. And then the prom queen came and she was a ghost. <laughs> exactly gosh that was years ago now i've been doing this for so long brandon i don't know how anybody hasn't stopped us yet (laughs) i don't know between is this legal like (laughs) can we just keep doing this forever i think so i think we can do it brandon all right (laughs) we'll keep going until we're not allowed to anymore so anyway brandon uh we got some we had a lot to cover today because uh, spoilers, we're going to double record, but you guys won't know about that until next week. But anyway, The Reluctant Vampire, Brandon, that's the episode we just got done watching for Tales from the Crypt. Yes, indeed. Uh, what did you think about that Reluctant Vampire, Brandon? I think this was a pretty decent episode of Goosebumps that somehow, <laughs> yeah, somehow they got the Crypt Keeper into. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know the rights. I think this episode is fucking crazy, Brandon. <laughs> this episode's yeah. insane. This episode's bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's got so many things going on with it. The characters are all so stupid. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. Okay, here's the, the the worst part in my eyes. The main character's name, who is pretending to not be a vampire, his name is Donald yeah. Longtooth. That's the most shit vampire <laughs> name I have ever heard. <laughs> That's either his given name, and it's just a ridiculous coincidence, or that's the name he chose to be undercover, and he's like, uh, no, I'm not a vampire, my name is, um, and he's looking around the room, long tooth. (laughs) It's so stupid. If somebody came up to me and they, like, shook my hand, they were like, hi, my name's Donald Longtooth, I'd be like, "Mm mm-hmm. I'd be like, instant vampire. So you're a vampire, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would. I wouldn't take no for an answer. I'd probably end up murdering them. Anyway, do you want to talk about this episode, Brandon? I don't want to give too much away besides the fact that it's insane. So I think we should just dive into it, get in, the, get our feet wet with the reluctant vampire, see what the crypty's up to, see what he's up to later again. Let's, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So this episode starts up with a panning shot that slowly raises up to show us the Crypt Keeper in a fabulous cloak with a big cone neck, Brandon. Yeah, he looks good. He looks like a dog that just went to the vet. And has the cone of shame on. <laughs> he looks to be reading a book and says, I want to suck your blood. But he doesn't like how that sounds. So he tries again, saying, I want to suck your blood. Nope. Still shit. Then he slams that book down, screaming and shaking, I want to suck. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Crypt Okay, Crypt Keeper. Okay, let's, uh, let's chill out a little bit. But he does my favorite thing, Brandon. He gets startled because he's noticed that the camera has panned around to his front. <laughs> 
and we're there. Oh, you love that. I love it when he gets all like, oh, shit, it's you. <laughs> it's my favorite. So anyway, he's all like, oh, shit, it's hey, kitties. You caught me in the middle of my homework. Your old pal, the Crypt Keeper, is a real believer in continuing education. And he giggles, because <laughs> that's a good one. This brings us to tonight's murderous morsel. It's a juicy little tale about a real bloodsucker who never learned to go for the jugular. He calls this plasma plague the reluctant vampire. He shuffles his book of tales over and we see the picture for this episode and it's a vampire. <laughs> Let me imagine that. Yeah, it's a vampire. I'm not in love with this cover. Nah, he's got real big eyebrows and fangs and he's about to snack up on this woman who looks to be really enjoying herself. In the background is a dude with a shiny cross in one hand and a gun in the other. My notes say, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's there. The people uh, don't look like the people in the episode. No. No, I, uh, like, spoilers a little bit, but Norm from Cheers is in this episode, and the man in this cover does not look like Norm at all. <laughs> we should do a ranking someday of uh, all the the covers of the episodes. I think that'd be fun. That would be fun. This one would not score highly on it. Nah, it's pretty boring. We fade into the episode, and we see a corner of a castle-looking room where there's two paintings up on the wall. Oh, boy. Pretty silly-looking paintings, Corlin. They're kind of dog shit. They look like little classic <laughs> portraits of dudes, but with hastily added white fangs on their mouths that yes. seem really out of place. <laughs> Very cartoonish. Like, if you just drew some white triangles on the Mona Lisa, it's... Yes. It doesn't it's look... Basically that. Great. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but it kind of sets the whole tone for the episode, really. That's exactly what I thought. This episode, like more than any other one I can think of, I was instantly like, okay, I know what we're in for here. I, it took me a little bit, and I'll tell you when it got to me, but um, yeah. if you, I mean, spoilers. It has I, to be the very next thing, right? <laughs> well, the camera pans us over to show more pictures, an Iron Maiden, and a rat that is just kind of walking around. There's also stairs, a suit of armor, and we finally stop on a coffin of sorts. An alarm clock goes off, and we see somebody in the coffin reaches for it. It turns that shit off, then reaches over to a bowl of water and dentures and fumbles around to grab them teeth. Come on. <laughs> I literally forgot about the dentures a part. A vampire, okay. like, has an alarm clock. <laughs> and he's like, oh, where's my dentures? Mm, very much vampire. Why bro. does he have dentures? Dude, I don't know, because guess what? They never mention the dentures again. And, like, later on, you see his fangs and stuff, and they seem to grow. So, I don't know. Okay? Yeah. I don't know. I'm only realizing that right now while talking to you. Like, when I watched the episode, I was like, okay, Dentures, this is an old-ass vampire. He's, you know, we don't got real teeth no more. And then later in the episode, it's like, nah, he's just a normal vampire. Yeah, he's not even that old. Spoilers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe he's putting in, like, his human... T I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know what? Guess what? Doesn't matter. He grabs those things, he pulls them into the coffin, and after a moment, he opens that coffin oh, up and sits up saying, How I hate Mondays. Just like Garfield. Yeah. I hate Mondays, and I love lasagna. You know what, though? Who doesn't hate Mondays and love lasagna, right? I mean, that's a common trait every human shares. Seriously, like, if you don't fit either one of those, like, stop out my face. Yeah, we don't want you listening to our show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please stop listening right now. Like, you don't deserve this. <laughs> he fully gets up out of that coughing, acting like he's an old and tired and his back hurts. And he pulls on a rope that hides the coffin because it, like, sucks it back into the wall. And he shuffles away, calling for Leopold Brendan. It's a fancy name. I know, right? I think he walks upstairs. I don't know why I put that in my notes. I think he walks upstairs <laughs> and we see he's in a dilapidated section of the house where there's, like, cracks in the wall and there's, like, some sunlight shining through. I think the whole house is just dilapidated. Yes, it's the local dilapidated house. I, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> he just, he's, a, he's a squatter, is what this is. He turns on the radio and then waves his hand, which lights up the candle on his table. And I said, cool, he's magic. He's a vampire. Of course he's magic. Well, his only magic trick is lighting candles. <laughs> so, don't get too excited, everybody. It's more than you can do. Okay, yeah, I'll give him I that. I don't want to hear you shaming and judging magic tricks look if i had the magic abilities like if somehow i was bestowed magic and my only magic was lighting candles i'd be okay with it i mean i it's think i could probably work, work telekinesis you know? dude telekinesis is the power that i would choose so get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> that's it i love mondays now oh my god i can't do this podcast 
The radio talks about how people try not to get in trouble, but her next guest makes a career of it. He has a job that's totally not for the squeamish. It's Rupert Von Helsing, and he hunts vampires, Brandon. What radio show is this? I don't know, some bullshit that happens at 11 p.m. or some nonsense. (laughs) They really gotta fill airspace, don't they? Yeah, it's the worst podcast. Now, our sleepy vampire buddy here is just trying to open up his fridge and drink some blood or whatever from a jar. But he hears that and looks over at his radio like he cannot believe this shit. On the radio, we hear Rupert, who says, Oh yeah, my job is totally for reals and vampires are absolutely real. Alright, I'm sold. The hostess with the mostest asks, And do they for real turn into bats and fly around? Rupert tells her she's stupid and that that only happens in the movies. But they do need to drink human blood to stay alive. I love how... In movies and TV shows, whenever they're like, these monsters are real, and then you're like, oh, are they like the things from movies and TV shows? And then they're, mm-hmm. they like look down on you, like, how could you believe that about werewolves? You <laughs> fucking idiot. Favorite. You are stupid. Even though earlier in Tales from the Crypt, somebody, like a vampire, totally turned into a bat. So <laughs> we've seen it in this show already, and Rupert Von Helsing yeah. is like, are you an idiot? <laughs> The Crypt Keeper is reading this story to us, and he's like, you fucking dumbass. And it's like, you told me two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. We were Turn there in season bat. two. <laughs> well, uh, it turns out they do still need to drink human blood to stay alive, and it's totally their addiction, and they need to kill nightly. So she says, well, I don't know about you, but I'm wearing an extra scarf to bed tonight. <laughs> Our main character here whose name, which I've already mentioned, is Donald Longtooth, is dressed up as a security guard or like a police officer or something. He, he ends up being a security guard. He laughs about that being hilarious in a sarcastic tone and then snaps that radio off. And he calls Leopold up and we find out that that is the rat from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, he's got a rat buddy. Chills on his shoulder. He tells Leo here he's got to go to work. And he makes his way outside and down a foggy walkway. And he stomps his way down and touches the sign of the Sunnyside Memorial Blood Bank. Inside, we see Norm from Cheers. (laughs) It's Norm. (laughs) Yeah, as Norm. Look, I've never really watched Cheers at all, but I assume that he is the same character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. He starts screaming about how he wants some answers. Their blood supply is at a record low, and they're on the brink of bankruptcy. There's a woman in front of him trying her best, but he's all, Bleh, regularities in bookkeeping. Norm, whose character's name is actually Mr. Crosswhite, which is another really shit name. Eh, just keep calling him Norm. Walks a- <laughs> I, Well, I put Crosswhite in all my notes, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Walks across the room, and Sally, who's the lady he was yelling at, follows him saying that they've been... Meeting all their donation quotas and all that, but Mr. Crosswhite doesn't get it. What's the blood doing? Evaporating? Hmm? He wants to know why there never seems to be as much blood available as they're taken in. And all this time, I'm like, damn, blood business is booming. Like, maybe I should get into that or something. I don't Donations, and then you sell it? I don't get it. Blood, red gold, I call it. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Sally, Sally doesn't know. She doesn't know the answer to all these questions. Mr. Crosswhite tells her to find out or her little butt's going to be out on the sidewalk. Sally's all, oh no, not that. I need this job. She assures Crosswhite that she's going to get to the bottom of this. Crosswhite ponders that for a moment saying, it's interesting you put it like that because I'd like to keep you here. I like you a whole lot, Sally. And perhaps we can get to the bottom of that. And he touches her ass. Okay, so Norm's a piece of shit. Indeed. Now, in the background, Donald is watching all of this, kind of pacing back and forth. He's had enough, so he stops the sexual harassment in its tracks, telling Crosswhite to leave her alone. He gets a little shy, though, Brandon, because he is a reluctant vampire. And he takes off, takes off his hat, being all like, is that okay, sir? Now, Crosswhite chuckles at him, saying, Nice try, hero. But before you go sticking your nose in anywhere, remember, you're just a night watchman. And if you want to stay night watchman... And Donald says, uh, yes, sir. And then he looks back at Sally, grabs her hand and says, so think about what I said, sweetie. It's an awfully cruel world out there in the unemployment line. Actually, you should both think about it. Then he walks away and uh, that scene fades, Brandon. (laughs) Yep, that's the end of that scene. So we have the setup. We got Norm being an ass. We got uh, Mr. Donald Longtooth being a night security for a blood bank because it needs it. And uh, uh, Sally's there and everybody might get canned. Oh, no. Okay, so we've got 
all the conflict for this episode. Almost, Brandon. We're over with Sally, who's walking up on Donald, and she smiles at him, saying, well, I'll be going now. And he opens up a little half door for her, and she walks on through. As he tells her, he's sure everything's going to turn out just fine for her. She swivels around and thanks Mr. Longtooth for standing up for her today. And Don smiles, saying, ah, it was nothing. But Sally thinks it was a totally brave thing to do. Donnie gets all bashful, saying, oh my god, no one's ever called me brave before. You see, it's backstory time now, and Don tells us when his family used to go hunting, he would stay in the house, and he couldn't kill anyone, uh, anything. <laughs> I was just so reluctant. Sally thinks that doesn't mean he's a coward, just that he's sensitive. And Donald hears that perking up a little, and Sally says, and I think sensitive is sexy. Oh my. Donald cannot believe that anybody would ever call him sexy. So he looks around the room and turns away from her, and we see his fangs are showing. <laughs> Boying. Uh, exactly. I think that's the joke. In my infinite wisdom, Brandon, I believe this is a boner joke. Okay. <laughs> it's funnier when we explain it. Yes, we should probably explain every joke to a T. <laughs> you see, boners, Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> He says, well, anyway, I, I gotta go now because I should be watching things. And she asks if he would like some company for a while. And he looks back at her, putting his fingers in front of his fangs to hide them. And he says, mm, uh-uh. She asks if everything's all right and says that he has a little, he's got, he's got a little toothache, Brandon. Sally's all, all right, well, I'm gonna head out. Good night, Mr. Longtooth. And he calls back out good night and covers his fangs again. And she bounces and Donald rushes to another part of the blood bank. He opens up a steel door and we see it's where the blood's being held. So I, I guess it's a refrigerator. Instead of yeah. being like stealthy or secretive, he just screams out in excitement and dances his way over to a big rack of blood in bags. He laughs some more and starts snatching up those blood bags saying, Over the lips, over the pangs, say goodbye to hunger pangs! Don't do you do it. What is this? <laughs> yeah, he's not good at this. No. Like, I get that he's probably the only one in the building, but doesn't he know that like... Mm, there's security tapes and like cameras watching everything well i guess there must not be because norm is like ah we're missing uh some of that blood and uh i don't know i don't know why and i can't do anything about it <laughs> <laughs> they have security brandon they have all they need i don't get it I think Norm thinks that they're just not taking in enough. I don't know. He says that they they don't have as much as they're taking in. He's oh. just, he, that's just the end of that story. Okay. He's so just actually, like, well, shucks. It makes no sense, and there's no answers to anything. <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. Damn it. Donald literally dances his way out of the room with all of them bags of blood, and the door closes behind him. He opens up a toolbox on the table where he's packed, Leopold, of course, so he scoops that rat up and puts him on his shoulders. Then he opens up a little martini mixer and a glass and glugs in the first bag of blood. It's AB, a little type O. He puts in a twist of lime, which I didn't know. <laughs> Why would he want that in? I feel like it would like coagulate the blood, but whatever. And he shakes that shit up. Then he pours himself the nectar of the gods, as he calls it, and drinks it up all fancy. He stops for a moment and then burps, because that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> then he talks about altering the record books. So he walks over to an office and takes a look inside a cabinet. But there's no record books, Brandon. Donald makes the quick deduction that Crosswhite, a.k.a. Norm, has taken it home. He should probably stroll over to his house and rip out his goddamn throat. Okay. It's quite a leap to make, but... Yeah, uh, that's not suspicious at all that his boss is dead. He's got to take care of this problem, even if he hates himself for it. Over in an alleyway, Brandon, there's an old woman who is walking a poodle named Cuddles. She sure wishes Cuddles could have waited till the morning, because this is a really bad area. There's graffiti and everything on the walls. Cuddles is scared, so the woman stops to console her when we see Donald making his way around the corner. He stops and listens to this shit, breathing all heavy, and he stops saying that he just cannot do it when suddenly a thug with a crowbar tells that old woman to hand over her purse. She is not having any of this though, Brandon, and knees him in the crotch. Yeah. With that thug quickly dispatched, her and Cuddles walk away. <laughs> that was so, so exciting. <laughs> She's uh, the strongest character <laughs> in the Tales from the Crypt universe thus far. 
I love her. Donald grabs that thug and asks if he's ever had any bloodborne diseases or if he's taken any drugs or medication or if it's if he's had any dental surgery uh, in the last 72 hours. And I get that that's a joke, but I was just like, what? Yeah. I get it because, like, he needs to make sure his blood's clean or whatever, but I, I didn't get it. He's got this dude in a chokehold, and the guy's all, huh? So Donald shakes him, asking, have you? And the guy hasn't. So Donald beats him a little and then uses a siphon to siphon out some of his blood. He's, like, heimlicking the dude and getting even more out of him. Oh, boy. And he goes as far as to put him on the ground and jump up and down on him. Eventually, he gets an entire water cooler bottle filled up, and he laughs, and he walks away. And I was like, but Donald, didn't you just say that you were too, like, sensitive to go hunting with your family, and now you're just literally <laughs> murdering a dude and draining every fucking drop of blood in his body? Squeezing a human being like a tube of toothpaste to get every drop out. Yeah. He rings up like a towel. I don't get it. He <laughs> literally jumps up and down on it. Yeah, and it's it. like squeak. Squeak, squeak, as he's pumping the blood out of him by jumping on him. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this episode's doing. It's crazy. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm reluctant. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so bashful. I, I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Over in the blood room, we see Donald filling up some blood bags with that blood he just collected. And he's being super careful about it. Suddenly, we see, I say suddenly all the time, but that's the word, you know. Suddenly, we see Sally walk in from behind him and flick on the light. So Donald hides that bloody water cooler jug. He, like, puts it in a closet. He excitedly says, oh, Sally, how you doing? And he closes the fridge door saying, you're early. It's not even light outside yet. Sally tells him that she was worried about the blood. So he says, oh, yeah, don't even worry about that. I I'm sure there's you know more than enough for everybody. Sally's smile fades, and she gets real saying, Mr. Longtooth. She grabs his hand and raises them a little, spins a touch, <laughs> spin around, and asks, is there something wrong with me? Donnie's all, um, what you mean? Sally asks, do you think I'm unattractive? Donald tells her, no, not even a little bit. Actually, I, I think you're hot stuff. She asks, so... Is there something wrong with you? The answer's yes. <laughs> Sally, I'll answer <laughs> that for him. Yes, there's something wrong with him. End of story. Donald doesn't get it, asking, what do you mean? Sally sighs, saying, don't you know? And rushes in for a hug. Sally sighs some more, and we see Donald's fangs are back out again because he popped another fang boner. Then he realizes that and covers his mouth and backs up, saying that he's gotta, uh, he's gotta go. See you tomorrow. And poor Sally over here is, like, trying to slowly walk in for another hug, but he ain't having none of that. He rushes out the door, and Sally looks destroyed. But enough of that, Brandon. We fade over to some dude in a black-brimmed hat, slowly shuffling into a police officer's room. The police are talking about the murder yes. of that thug in the alley, saying the only witness was a little old lady who said she kicked him in the balls. This man is straight out of Roger Rabbit. Oh my gosh, that's this what I thought, Judge too. Judge Doom. Yeah, I, I think I compared him with somebody else. Uh, oh, I compared him to the Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Him too, yeah. yeah. It's a good look for a villain. Except this guy's not really a villain, is he? Not really. I mean, if you think about it, he's just protecting humankind from vampires. Because it's Rupert Von Helsing. Yeah, okay. He's a villain. The mystery man calls out, perhaps I can help you. And the officers turn to look at him and are all like, who the hell are you? This absolute nerd with gigantic glasses that immediately reminded me of the Nazi from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Says he's Rupert Von Helsing. The police ask what he wants and Roops here says that he wants to help him out even though they're not going to believe what he's about to say. Yeah. They're going to think he's strange and bizarre. But after like three to four days, once the city is washed out in blood, they're going to beg him for help. The police are all like, yeah, you're crazy, and we don't believe you. Now, get out of here. Rupert doesn't take goodbye for an answer and pulls out some pictures of dead bodies with puncture holes in their necks, asking if there's any oh, similarities. The coppers look at that saying, uh, wait. You're the guy on that radio, right? The radio station everybody listens to. <laughs> Rupert's heard this a few times probably, so he says that he can assure him he can provide everything he's telling them. The cops ask why, and Rupert tells him, maybe if I could, uh, I don't know, see the body. Okay, basically, that I think I fucked up that whole scene, you guys. But yeah, you can get the gist of it, right? Yeah. I mean, Rupert's there, I mean, he's like, hey, let me help you out. pretty simple. Judge Doom comes in, and he's like, I'm going dip to these, <laughs> dip these vampires. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we got to kill all the animated vampires. 
That's what I heard. <laughs> this episode is a cartoon. It really is. From the very moment we saw those stupid things on the <laughs> damn Garfield. pictures. Fucking <laughs> Garfield. Dip them. Garfield em. references. <laughs> we fade over to the body as Rupert examines it, and there's a tiny little red spot on its neck, so he's all, aha, just as a thought. A tiny little puncture mark on the jugular. The lieutenant says, yeah, but there's only one. Shouldn't there be two? Rupert looks at him and suggests maybe one of the vampire's teeth is decayed. Lieutenant laughs about that and adds, oh, by the way, this guy was totally empty. Not a single drop of blood in him. That's like nine pints. How do you explain that, huh? Do vampires usually drink that much? Hmm? Rupert suggests maybe the vampire's fat. <laughs> that's his suggestion. Sure, maybe. That's what it is. <laughs> he's got one tooth because it decayed and he's fat. So the lieutenant tells him, oh, okay, so we're looking like for a 300-pound refugee from Count Dracula with bad teeth and a taste for muggers. Is that it? And Rupert's all, yup, pretty much. Now they're on the same page, Brandon, so the lieutenant excuses himself out and sarcastically wishes Rupert some good luck and just leaves the room, which is weird because Rupert probably shouldn't be in that room at all. Yeah, he's just some dude. Literally, he just walked up off the streets and was like, I can probably maybe help. I'm a cop now. <laughs> All right, what do we got, fellas? <laughs> I'm taking control of this investigation. <laughs> anyway, over with Mr. Crosswhite, he's called a meeting for everybody, and he explains that due to the bad problems they've been having with maintaining their blood supply, he's decided to scale back. Now, what this means is that most of you are no longer going to be with us at the end of the month. Sorry, folks. I know how y'all must feel. But for us to continue current operations, there would need to be a stunning improvement in the biz. At least twice their current daily intake. Okay, anyway, see you later, everybody. And everybody just kind of grumbles and they leave. But Sally stops Mr. Crosswhite and says, please don't do this to us. We need our jobs. Crosswhite's all, oh, you does, does yes? Sally, I don't <laughs> know about the others, but perhaps you and I could come to some sort of agreement. Sally, and all her Betty White Golden Girls looking ass, Trots away and past Donald. Don looks back at Crosswhite, who gets sassy, saying, What are you looking at? Thought about as much. Your job prospects lately, maybe? And that's that. More sass on Donald. Damn. She does look like Betty White, though. She does. Just looked it up. Yeah. She looks like uh, old Rose from the Golden Girls. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your night security guard. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. We are so thankful for you spending some time with us. If you can't get enough up all night, become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We post tons of content every week, like early release episodes, bonus episodes, bloopers, videos, and more. We have tiers starting as low as a dollar a month, so I hope you check it out and become a patron today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Beths, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, Rad, Magical, and Shane, the Goths, Stephen, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Sid, and Corey, the citizens of Carlsville, Sarah, Mr. Normal, Matt, Keith, Christy, Angela, and Meredith, and your boys and girls, Kathy, Varen, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. You can give us a follow on social media. That's at Up All Night Podcast on Instagram, at Up All Night HA Podcast on YouTube, at Private Island Presents on TikTok, and at UAN Pod on Twitter. I also go live on Twitch to play some video games pretty regularly, so you can find me there at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. With October right around the corner, I plan on playing a bunch of pretty spooky games. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks so much for listening in. For now, I will let you get back to this episode, and I will talk with you next week. Bye, everybody. Over with Donald, he's in another room later that night, and he's talking to Leopold, because that's his best friend. It's more backstory time, and he's saying all his life he's been killing, killing, killing for hundreds of years, sucking up blood, till, of course, he got a job in this place. And the rat squeaks an unnatural amount, so Don's all, yeah, I know, Leo, I know what I am. I just don't want to go back to that stalking life. I don't want to end up sucking on the streets again. Hmm. Okay. Don't knock until you try it, Donald. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the rat noises because well, those are not. definitely like bird chirps, right?
Yeah, they're like it's so frequent. It's insane. I don't know what it is with Tales from the Crypt, but carrying death and this, whoever's in charge of animal sounds, they're just like spamming that button over and over again. (laughs) It's so true. It's it's awful. It's so bad. He thinks that maybe he could get out even tonight. And Leo squeaks a bunch again as he says, maybe just one more little kill, you know? Leo squeaks even more and Don's all, look. We ain't going to talk about orphans and nuns here. We's talking about the dredge of society. Then he looks up, stands up, and says, Oh shit, I could really make a difference in this town. I could save the blood bank and take a bite out of crime. And my notes say here, get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> that's a stupid ass line, taking a bite out of crime. It is, but also, no, it is. It is. It's, it's dumb. We get this montage of Donald getting that blood. Some dude's trying to jack a car, but not on Donnie's watch. And we see that that gallon of jug just fills up even more. And then him moving it over to blood bags. It's a very, very quick montage. Okay. I thought we were going to get a little more when I started writing that sentence. Yeah. So um, last episode, we had James Remar in it. Mm -hmm. And this episode, we have a killer who's like, oh, I don't want to kill. But maybe if I kill bad people, it's okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that the creator of the TV show Dexter just watched these two episodes of Tales from the Crypt and were like, hey, I got an idea. I'm just going to take all this shit, make a TV show about it. I I feel like it's a very basic idea, though. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say that the creator of Dexter was a genius. Okay, that's fair. All it takes is a killer and James Remar. It's the only (laughs) ingredients to get Dexter. (laughs) My favorite part about all this, though, Brandon, is that Donald just cannot help himself. He starts pumping that sweet, sweet blood right into his mouth like it's a keg and then calls it sweet and pure because me and Donald were on the same wavelength here, just like nature intended. We pop over to a newspaper article on the screen that spins wildly like a cut from the 60s Batman. (laughs) Thankfully, I can pause it and see that it's a headline saying bloodless bodies found before it gives the audience a seizure by spinning even more. This newspaper fades to Rupert smiling smugly. Another headline spins, and we see Donald opening his mouth and walking menacingly to the camera. So just another really quick montage kind of thing. We cut back over to Crosswhite with a paper in his hand saying that this is unbelievable. 500 pints in two days. We are back in business. And the crowd around him cheers like this is an episode of Recess. Sally and Donald hug because they got to keep their stupid jobs, and we see Donald has his fangs out again. Uh-oh. Nothing comes up of it, though, so it's fine. No. We cut to a paper slapping down on a desk. It's a bill of lading from an international transport company. It's Rupert again, annoying the lieutenant, who's been up all night, Brandon, 14 hours straight on this goddamn murder spree. And he wants to go home and have some breakfast. But Rupert tells him, no, read this shit. So the lieutenant does, and it says, loam, extra thick, 100 cubic feet, Carpathian Landfill Company, all nonsense. Turns out Carpathia is in Transylvania. Also turns out that Transylvania soil is essential to a vampire. It also also says it was delivered to an address in this city. Just blocks away from the sites of the recent homicides. Rupert suggests that they go for a drive. Everything's coming up, Brandon. We're almost at the exciting finale. Are you prepared? No. Nobody is. Over with Donald. He's getting home to his haunted house and popping the magic candles on again. He looks over at his coffin hidey hole and is about to get that shit down and get some shut eye when a noise startles him. So he calls out, hello? And a voice says, imagine that, a vampire right under our noses. Who is it? White Cross pops out, wielding a gun, asking, how long did you expect to get away with it? Donald asks him how he got in, uh, which, like, We've seen your house, Donnie. Like, it, he probably just crawled in through the doggy door. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this place is a, a pile of collapsing shit. But Crosswhite ignores that, saying that he has some lovely antiques in here. Long tooth. Right down to the locks. And he holds up a key, because apparently it can unlock every antique lock. Sure. They're all the same. They just made one. All, look, skeleton keys unlock everything, okay? At least that's what I thought when I was a child. They don't? No, they don't. <laughs> Donald tells him, sir, I I put all the blood back. In fact, I I put back more than I even took. And Cross tells him, yeah, I know a lot more. Your freelance neck nipping paid off in spades. 
We were never in danger of going bankrupt. That was a ruse. I wanted to see just how productive you could be if you had to. And you didn't disappoint. I've got plans for you, Longtooth. Big plans. And he chuckles a bit. And so does Donald, who takes a step forward, saying, Bullets are no good against me. Foolish mortals. And then White Cross shoots him. But it's a squirt gun, so water pops out and hits Donnie, whose hand explodes a little as he screams. <laughs> this episode's insane, Brandon. It is. <laughs> White Cross explains that he filled this shit up with holy water, and then he shoots him again, saying, stings like a bitch, don't it? And it does, because he explodes like a Power Rangers villain. Donald collapses, asking, oh my god, what do you want? <laughs> what do you even want? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so stupid. I love it really is. I love how <laughs> I love how quickly Donald goes from being like, you can't hurt me, to being like, oh my god, please stop. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh, reminds me of our old pal Goth. Yeah, so quickly defeated by a simple water. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That only water? No. <laughs> White Cross stands over him saying that he wants to give life-giving blood to those who need it most. For a fee, of course, because he's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> You're going to pump that plasma like a gusher full of Texas crude, ain't ya? And then he shoots Donald again, which sparks and explodes. Damn. <laughs> he screams, gets up, and gets cornered again saying that he's running out of criminals. They must be hiding or something. White Cross suggests that he changes his standards, like somebody who's rude or cheats on their taxes. Don asks, what the hell? You want me to just pick people at random? Well, that works for Mr. White Cross. He's cool with that. <laughs> as far as he's concerned, the blood is already there, so they're just keeping it warm for him. Don stands up now saying, no way, I'm not going to kill again, even though I already killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? What is this? This guy comes in and he's has met gunpoint and he's like, All right, you're gonna stop doing what you were doing and do the same thing you were doing, but for me. Mm hmm <laughs> Is that the gist of it? Yeah, he was already doing it for him. Though. Yeah, he was, because it's his boss and he was doing it for the business. <laughs> I don't know. I think that Mr. Whitecross just wanted to shoot him with holy water. <laughs> I mean fair. <laughs> because it's funny. It is really funny. White Cross actually just shoots him again with holy water. <laughs> Explodes and screams. <laughs> and he also adds in, well then, I'll just have to tell the world about your little hobby. How long do you think it'll be before somebody strolls in here while you're dozing the day away and prods your ticker with a grape steak? I don't know what a grape steak is, Brandon. I don't know either. So what do you say? And he shoots him a couple more times. <laughs> He's so convincing. <laughs> Shoot first. Ask questions never. Donnie drops down to his knees saying, all right, I'll do it. And then Sally pops out from an Iron Maiden saying, no, you will not. Donnie asks what the fuck she's doing in here. And she explains that she followed Mr. Crossway over here since she was afraid of him. Donnie's all, oh, so you know I'm a vampire? And Sally tells him, duh, I've known for fucking years, you idiot. <laughs> also, it makes you kind of sexy. Crosswhite stares at them as Sally turns around to look at Don. Crosswhite tells the two that this is all pointless because Sally and him are totally going to have a love affair. You know, unless you want Fangs McGee here getting his ribs pierced. Sally's all, no, not that. And Crosswhite even offers her a raise. So since working is the most important thing ever, she's like, okay. <laughs> she asks him not to hurt Mr. Yep, Longtooth that, anymore. That's what it comes down to. Look, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that money, you know. Whatever. Sally's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> she asks him not to hurt Mr. Longtooth anymore, and Crosswhite is like, yeah, sure. Now, go sleep in your coffin. Wait, where is that thing? Don offers to show him it, and White Cross tells him, yeah, I'd like to see it. That sounds pretty great. So he slowly walks over to his, like, rope holding his coffin, and he pulls it, which just drops on White Cross. Like, it just knocks him out over the head. He's donezos. Don calls him a sucker. And then is like, speaking of which... And he gets up on top of White Cross, and Sally asks, wait, uh, are you gonna... And Don's all, oh, hell yeah, I am. He's gonna eat him. You know, reluctantly. Of course. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he goes to nibble White Cross, but there's a noise from upstairs, and someone's breaking into his window. He lifts White Cross up and plops him inside the coffin, as Sally calls him so strong. 
He lifts the lid and pulls that coffin back up into place where it's nice and hiding, and then tells Sally to hide. The two hide behind a sofa or something, just as the cops and Rupert make their way downstairs. Jesus. Did everybody come on a bus? Yes. yes this they whole did, scene but... is just one after another. Now we're here. It's stupid, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> everybody is at this dog shit house. Mm-hmm. The most like obvious place for a vampire house, yes. Rupert here is like, oh, I know where the coffin's at. And he goes immediately to pull the rope, holding the coffin. He lowers that shit saying, see, I know my enemy and his tricks. He raises the lid and we see White Cross is there. And White, White Cross starts to wake up a little bit as Rupert grabs his cane, which is secretly a sharp steak. Because he never leaves home without it. Smart. White Cross is all, oh, Jesus, what the hell are you doing? But it's too late. Nobody can stop Rupert. He stabs down on White Cross saying, yep, this just had to be done, Lieutenant. Like... Just got a murderer, dude. His name is Cross White, you know. Just just saying. Cross White? Oh, I think I've been calling him White Cross this entire time, have I not? <laughs> you should have just called him Norm. I really should have. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. Well, anyway, sorry, everybody. I just fucked up in my notes. No biggie, right? Does it matter? Not really, right? Norm! His name's Norm now. So Norm starts to wake up a little. <laughs> but it's too late. He's dead now. Uh, then... Then Rupert just closes the lid and just walks away like he didn't just murder a man. Yeah. And, and everything is all cool. That's the wildest part of this episode. Yeah, so Rupert walks in here, opens that coffin up, stabs Norm in the chest, <laughs> killing him. And then he's like, I'm done here. We yes. got it. This private civilian just walks in. <laughs> An active investigation, murders a man, walks away, and the lieutenant's like, well, oh well. <laughs> exactly yeah the lieutenant shakes his head and he also just walks away like nothing nothing fucking matter no police report needs to be made nothing needs to happen case closed all, i guess all done <laughs> beloved bar patron dead <laughs> donnie and sally get up and sally says this is just horrible but also exciting this chick is really into vampires huh yeah they should write a book about that no they shouldn't she looks over at donnie and asks him for a favor would you consider, uh, what I mean is, uh, could you, uh, I mean... I've always wanted to be a creature of the darkness. Donald is all, you don't say. Sally tells him, Sally and Donald forever. Then we see Donald reach over and is about to bite her on the neck. But he stops and asks, um, have you had dental surgery in the last 72 hours? She says, nah. And then he goes in for a bite. And then does it as she sighs, Dan, that this is just so sexy. And that's the end of the reluctant vampire, Brandon. Kind of, because we still have Crypt Keeper. I don't know what to say about this one, Brandon. It's, uh... It's, it's uh... A, it's a goof troop. Yeah. It's a goofy episode. Damn, is it fucking wild. Just the part where he just jumps up and down on that thug. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but that old lady with the dog. Yeah, with Cuddles, the poodle. Wonderful. Badass. <laughs> Over with the Crypt Keeper, he has a dead body on his table of a woman in a red dress. And he's all, ah, it's good to see two lovers so batty about each other. Even though we were told that vampires don't turn into bats, but okay. Yeah, and you're an idiot for even thinking it. Yeah, we are. Damn. Now that's a relationship they can sink their teeth into. And he giggles. As for me, I've got to get back to work. Exams, you know. I hear the finals are a real pain in the neck. Not that I'm worried or anything. So far, all my marks have been perfect. And he reaches over, he moves that woman's head to show us that there's two bite marks on her neck, and he laughs. He stops saying, mmm. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the reluctant vampire, Brandon. Done. Yeah. Where did the Crypt Keeper get that woman? I don't even know who that woman is. <laughs> I didn't look her up in the credits at all. She's probably He's like a just producer got some or something. woman down there. Yep. Just, uh... Bitter dragged her all the way down his massive house, down the stairs, and to the crypt. I don't know. All right. Probably lured her in with all these great stories he's got. Ugh. As long as she doesn't judge it by the covers, because this one, yeah. She would have hated this episode if she did that. But, Brandon, um, did you learn anything from the reluctant vampire? Chicks dig vampires. They sure do. I learned that Donald is sexy. About three times I learned that. Yeah. I think Norm should stay in the bar. He's not very good at his job. <laughs> Bad things happen when he 
stops drinking. <laughs> He's just not as fun, you know? <laughs> Keep drinking. That's the moral. <laughs> uh, reluctant Vampire, Brandon. Pretty shit name, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, not reluctant he was at not all. reluctant at all. No. This guy was gleefully murdering everyone. Yeah, my my least favorite part about this episode is that they like had that backstory of him being like, I don't like to kill. And then in the next scene, he's like murdering people and laughing and stomping on their bodies and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? You look like you're having fun, bro. He enjoyed it. Okay, so maybe a better title for this episode would be The Vampire. Yeah, The Regular Old Vampire. It could have just been called something stupid like Donald Wong, too. That would have been like, oh, God, here we go. Dexter. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know, Brandon. I don't think I have anything else to say about this episode. I think we should. Uh, let's check out the cast. Are you ready for the cast? We got some doozies here. Yeah. Who are these nerds? OK, well, let's start with the biggest nerd. Malcolm McDowell as <laughs> Donald Wong. Too. Yes. Famed big nerd. <laughs> he started his career back in 1964 with a little show called Crossroads. And he was in a lot of stuff. A lot of things, Brandon. A lot of one episode of Boy Meets Girl, which is not Boy Meets World. So why am I talking about it? He was in Caligula, Brandon, from 1979. Have you ever seen Caligula? Of course I haven't. Oh, okay. I had to watch it in college one time. It was great. Did you really? Yes. Yes, I did. At least I watched some of it because we only watched the part that mattered. He was in Happily Ever After, which I think is Snow White 2. Uh, He was in Tales from the Crypt. I've never heard of that before. (laughs) He's most famous as the main character from A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Now, last week you said that he was in good things and he was in really shit things. What do you recognize him as being really shit in? Uh, I don't know if he's shit in them. He's just, he's one of those guys who's, uh, it's like he'll be in 10 things that are like, okay, he's just collecting a paycheck. Hmm. And then, you know, he's in big projects. So you mean like Biker Mice from Mars? Or Superman, the lost, the last son of Krypton. No, that huh? shit is awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think they tried to redo uh, Biker Mice from Mars. I don't know why, but they did. I don't know. Wasn't that just a Ninja Turtles kind of cash grab anyway? Yeah, just like the um, there's there's the Cowboys of Moo Mesa as well. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that nobody remembers. Um, he was in Firestarter 2 Rekindled, and I, I wonder if Stephen King wrote that. He was also in Pinocchio 3000 with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, that sounds amazing. He did the voice of Mad Mod in Teen Titans. It's pretty cool. He was in Bolt as Dr. Calico. He's got 274 credits. He's been in a lot of stuff. He really has. Uh, let's go with most recently because he's sure. in so many things since... Um, Bolt came out. God damn, I got it. He was in the new Castlevania series. That's cool. Uh, Metalocalypse. Remember that show? That was something on Adult Swim. Yeah. I guess they're making like a movie of it. Cool. I watched that when it first I came out. I never watched it. That's Malcolm McDonald. McDonald, whatever. Next character, we got Sally, played by Sandra Dickinson. Now, Sandra here, she's also been in a lot of things. Started it off 1973 with the final program. It's the final program in 1970, whatever I just said. (laughs) She was in Balto, Brandon. Do you remember Balto? I do remember Balto. I just read the book Balto not too long. Oh my God, she was in We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. (laughs) What? As who? Additional voices. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I hope we get to talk about her soon. (laughs) I'm surprised I didn't recognize her as additional voices. Well, you're stupid, so. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'm just stupid. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but <laughs> she was in the Amazing World of Gumball for 81 episodes. I quite like that show, actually. Okay, so and, she must be a main character in that, right? Uh, she plays like a couple of different characters. Additional um, voices? No, <laughs> she has like <laughs> actual roles in it. <laughs> oh, good for her. She was in the Sandman podcast series and also most recently the Batman, which I didn't watch the Batman. It's okay. Is it okay that I didn't watch it or the movie is okay? It's not okay that you didn't watch it. Okay. But the movie is okay. Perfect. All right. Next up, we got Norm, a.k.a. Mr. White Cross, right? Am I saying it right now? Or is it Cross White? Cross White, whatever. It's George Went, <laughs> a.k.a. Norm, who started his career off in, oh my God, he's got so many credits. In 1978, A Wedding, which sounds boring. He was also he in was Taxi. In a Wedding. He was in MASH. 
Garfield on the town back in 83. <laughs> Goddamn Garfield showing up everywhere. Um, When was when was Cheers? Wasn't it in the 80s? I believe 82 started. When did it end? I don't see it. I don't know. It went on for like 11 seasons. Okay. It, it was from 1982 to 1993. I didn't realize it was that long, but he was in 270 episodes of Cheers as Norm Peterson. That's a lot of episodes of anything to be in. Seriously. In 1994, he was in The Simpsons as Norm Peterson. He was in The George Went Show. Oh, I've never seen it. He was in Larry the Cable Guy's Christmas Spectacular. <gasps> he was in Spice World. Get out of here. Spice World? He was in fucking Spice World. I don't think I've ever seen him in Spice World. Oh, okay. Well, then we're definitely going to be talking about that someday. <laughs> he was in uh, Fancy Nancy, and his most recent role was Christmas with the Campbells. It's always Christmas movies with these people. Cool. Next. We have Rupert von Helsing, played by Michael Berryman, who, uh, yeah, he's he's got he's got that look, Brandon. Like he is a very recognized actor in my eyes because he played Pluto from The Hills Have Eyes from the seventies. Okay, he started things off nineteen seventy five. Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze, where he played a coroner. He was in a couple of Star Trek things: Next Generation, Star Trek for the Voyage Home. He was an Elf. For two episodes. That's awesome. What else? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series. Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Lake Monster. Army of the Damned. Most most recently, Brandon, he was a New York ninja. Okay, that sounds awesome. He was also in something called Cool as Hell 2. That sounds pretty cool. Cool as hell, even. Got a 5.3 on IMDb. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. But that's our cast, Brandon. I think that's all I'd like to talk about for this episode of The Tale of Nothing, because it's not Are You Afraid of the Dark. The Reluctant Vampire. I think we're done here. All right. That was an episode. That was something. You want to see what's next week? Yeah, what do we got? Okay, yeah, because we're so cheap, no Brandon, as if we haven't seen this already, because we're going to be recording it right after this. Easel kill ya. What do you think Easel kill ya will be about, Brandon? Should we even bother? We already know what happened. Let me read <laughs> the little description name. here. It's so stupid. Painter Jack Craig gains himself a wealthy patron when he sells a morbid painting. He soon finds that in order to please his patron, he must continue to paint pictures of death. And this leads him down a murderous path. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, but that's spoilers. Yeah, well, I'd say, you know, what we think about the next episode. But uh, like I said, we already watched it. So we're going to be recording that next. Except everybody else has to wait a whole fucking week because we're assholes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Brandon, I'm done with Reluctant Vampire. I'm... I had, I've been up all night, but we got so much more to do. So I'm going to let you go for now. I'm going to stop the recording and then I'm just going to pick it back up and we're going to record another episode. So Brandon, I will talk with you, uh, talk with you soon. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> How I hate Monday.